Okay, good evening everyone. I think we are live. YouTube has a new interface, which looks good. I think there is some latency. Hopefully it's not that bad. So, um, welcome to the to our Q&A session. Again, calling it a special session because we're doing it specifically because our center is shut down and people can't come here to meditate and because I understand that there are a lot of people in confinement. means you're at home. And it's a good opportunity to connect and to talk about the Dhamma. But it's also imp an important opportunity, not opportunity, important. Mm. It's a time in which this becomes important because of how challenging it can be to have to isolate and because of the yeah, stress and suffering caused by uh, global events. So, we're going to primarily stick to uh, meditation questions, but I think I am willing at least to entertain the idea of opening it up to questions about Buddhism. Buddhism, not about me, but about Buddhism. Um, so if you could, if you want to ask a question, you could please preface it by typing in at Yutadamo. Then it should, uh, just like that, it should highlight up and then I'll be able to see it easily. What do you think of ordaining at Thai forest monasteries in the US? I don't think much about it. I mean, I don't think about it much isn't a very good answer, I suppose, but it's hard for me to answer such a question because I'm not an expert on such things. And I would just be giving an opinion, maybe a bias. It doesn't... Um, it, can't, it can't hurt. I suppose it's probably a good thing. I mean, it could hurt, but <laughs> probably is only beneficial. Ordaining as a monk is always a great thing. How do I stay in the present moment? Have you read my booklet on how to meditate? That might help. I mean, from my perspective, I think it would help. And... If you're interested in, in so you can't just decide to stay in the present moment or get an answer on how to stay in the present moment and then suddenly you're able to stay in the present moment. It's something you have to work at because we're obviously not in the present moment nor in the present reality, to be more specific, uh, all the time. So our habits are off. We have to change our habits. We have to cultivate the skill of being present. 
and that takes work. So if you're interested, you're welcome to sign up for our at-home course in meditation, which is sort of, I'm just going to probably be repeating this, read the booklet, start the course for a lot of this, because that really is, I mean, we've got it set up, and I wanted to to announce that we've added um, slots, so we've got more slots for people. I'll just keep adding to a point, I'll just keep adding slots as as it fills up. And now we've got lots of, should be lots of room. If if none of the times available are convenient for some reason, we can work something out. I'll try and add slots at odd times during the day if necessary. But I think it's a pretty good range of times. So that's what I'd recommend. We met in Bodh Gaya not long ago. I didn't meet. A, I didn't know anyone. No one told me a name like Dhamma River. I did meet a man from, I think South America or Central America, I think. And he, uh, he lis- he listened to at least part of one of my talks, or he tried to anyway. I don't know if he actually because we, we had difficulty ma- uh, doing the talk. How do you feel about female nuns not having the ability to ordain to be ordained? Um, yeah, I think it's a tragedy or it's it's unfortunate to say the least. I mean, I think to some extent they do have the ability. It's just harder. Ordaining is not easy anyway. Struggle with physical pain when trying to meditate. Well, if you have you read my booklet, that might help. Probably you have, no? Um, so you can sit against the wall, you can mitigate the pain, you know, make, lessen it. Try not to avoid it entirely, but you can make it easier to bear. So sit in a chair, sit against the wall, that sort of thing. But ultimately pain is, you have to change the way you look at it. Stop seeing it as a problem, start seeing it as an experience. Uh, Pain can be a very good catalyst for enlightenment. Can staying at home during the pandemic be a good support for the meditation practice? I mean, staying home, I think, yeah, absolutely, in general. Again, it very much depends on your situation. But more than likely, it's going to help your meditation practice. I mean, it's it's all up to you how much you do, but seclusion is something the Buddha recommended. Don't discard, don't abandon your solitude. I'm very sensitive to sound because of pent up grief. Well, don't don't think about what it might be. That's not important. What what it might be because of. If you're sensitive, then it, that's just a way of saying it. What's actually happening is what you have to ask. When sound arises, what happens? Does the mind get upset, or is there liking? Is there disliking? Look at what the reaction is and try and note that. Would it go away? Is and don't worry about it going away. Wanting it to go away is. Uh, part of the problem. Seeing it as a problem, that's the problem.
What do you think about the coronavirus virus in regards to anxiety, fear of the mind? I think it's definitely going to increase these things, which is um, a problem. It might be have a silver lining of being a wake-up call because we can be quite negligent when things are going well. So we'll start to step back and take stock and take things seriously, take life ser more seriously, like, oh yeah, there are real consequences to not being mindful. Why hasn't a new Buddha, I'm not going to comment on Jesus, but why hasn't a new Buddha been born considering that we are more than six billion humans? I mean, that doesn't have anything to do with it. A Buddha is not, a, not something that arises every day. Buddha is a very, very rare thing. and they, The prophecy is that there's going to be a long, long period before the next Buddha comes. It's not just an everyday occurrence. The difference between Dukkha Vedana and Vibhavatanha. Pain is just inherently horrible. Mm. Well, that's how it seems to you, and that's the important thing, is that um, it, it seems a certain way, and that's your reaction to it. So don't, don't discard that, or don't uh, ignore that. Try and see that clearly. See your reaction clearly, your disliking of it. You don't try and separate them. Just try and see what's uh, arising. So if you dislike something, say disliking, disliking. The Dukkha Vedana is the painful feeling. Vibhavatanha is the desire for it to go away, the, the inclination, the aversion towards it. But you don't have to separate them. Just take whatever arises. It will, it, it will become clear. How do you build mental toughness? By facing things, by changing our modus operandi from running away or reacting to things to uh, facing them head on without judgment, without reaction. That's how you get real tough. Do you think consciousness is raising on the planet and humanity is starting to ascend? I think that the world has both positive and negative qualities as those exist in everyone. I don't know whether I don't know whether um, we are we have more negative qualities or more positive qualities. Uh, I think it's generally been fairly equal, and I don't think that's always the case. But I think, uh, roughly speaking, we we have both on a sort of a, an equal level. Maybe a little more negativity but I don't know if I'm a good judge of that. I think we might be heading towards negativity, but again, I, I, it's just speculation. Fire weapons and poison do not affect one. Yeah, if, if, so metta is something that can lead to great intense states of focus. They put you in another world is sort of the idea. So if you believe that, then uh, apparently these things can't hurt you. Someone could shoot you with it or could stab you with a, a knife and it wouldn't penetrate. You have, but that's not just when you're kind and loving. It means you've really entered into a trance state, a real magical sort of state, powerful state. How do you deal with lack of focus in daily life? What kind of meditation would help with this? Well, I wouldn't 
first of all, try and obsess too much about being focused. Just try when you can to be mindful in the present moment. So when your lack of focus, rather than trying to tackle that head on, you try and uh, whenever you can change that by being focused, by focusing on the moment. So if you haven't read our booklet, I'd recommend that. It's a good start. When focusing on an object like the stomach, I will also hear and feel other things at the same time. Can I notice multiple things at once or only try to focus on one? Try to focus on one. So you're focusing on the stomach. When something takes your attention away, focus your attention instead on that object. And once it's gone, then go back to the stomach. If I become mindful, I can't maintain it for long. I feel like it takes a lot of energy to keep in that state, and finally I go back to the easier unconscious state. I can't answer questions of is it normal, that's not really pertinent, but as far as advice, um, the, the general idea is that you've got some hindrances that are keeping you from being... Uh, present so when it feels like draining draining you know, takes a lot of exertion that's because of something going on in the background maybe some stress maybe some disliking maybe some worry and fear and whatever and you should try and note all that usually it's because we're not we're we're um, ignoring some aspects of our experience so you can't just focus, say, on the stomach rising, falling, and ignore everything else. You have to note those as well. It just takes time and, and practice. If you're interested, I'd recommend doing our at-home meditation course or, t or some in some way taking a meditation course and uh, getting more skilled at it. How do I keep my mouth shut? You're not seriously asking me about duct tape, are you? Mm, I think just with practice. Rather than trying to keep your mouth shut, try to be aware of your speaking, aware of your desire to speak and the words that you say. Don't be too hard on yourself for that. Note when you are being hard on yourself, oh, why did I say that? Or and guilty for saying certain things, try and note those feelings. How do I stop imposing my beliefs on others? Stop having beliefs. No need for beliefs. Try and see things clearly as they are, and then you have no reason to try and convince anyone of anything. What does Buddha say about obesity? He didn't say much. He talked about people who eat too much a lot. So it's basically the same thing, but it's not about obesity. Why is there a box on your ceiling? I thought that might come up. I can't really take it out. So there's a vent in the ceiling, and it it blows cold air down when the when the ventilation turns on. And so when I do walking meditation, it would it would get on my bald head, so that that redirects it. That's why there's a box on my ceiling.
Could we include guided meditation in daily practice? Not really any concerns. It's a little bit um, of a crutch. You know, guided meditation is a bit of a crutch. You probably end up enjoying it more, and then you get attached to it. And I would say it's inferior. It's inferior because it doesn't push you. It doesn't challenge you in the same way. The concept of devas, are they just archetypes? No, they exist. They're beings that exist in different realms. How to stop caring what people think? Again, I think just meditation. Um, specifically, we care what people think because of low self-esteem. I mean, identifying what's going on inside can be tangentially or, or incidentally helpful, but ultimately... Um, look at the caring, look at the disliking, the worry, you know, that sort of thing. The desire, the liking when people praise you, all of that. Our mutual friend, um... So again, I'd recommend reading my booklet because it's a different sort of practice. Right, I'd in invite you to, I guess, not recommend. It's up to you what you want to do. Seems impossible to free myself from the idea that I'm a person that thinks, well, don't try. Just try and see things clearly. Stop theorizing about what it should be and so on. How to let go of the one that seems to believe it is a person. It's very difficult. It takes a lot of practice and a lot of work. But don't focus on that idea. Focus on your work. And through the work, you'll, you'll start to let go. Because you'll see that things aren't under your control. And it'll, it'll just start to become more clear that this idea is unimportant. Are you interested in Western philosophy? I've taken a couple. I was in university recently and just to finish up my 20-year work to get a, get a bachelor degree. Um, and I took some philosophy courses. Work in metaphysics and logic of Plato. I, I, I thought Plato was okay in places, interesting. I didn't wasn't that keen on Aristotle so much. I argued for about an hour with my professor about something Aristotle said or what he said Aristotle said I'm not actually sure what causes depression and anxiety ignorance um, bias you know, reaction any advice when one doesn't feel motivated to meditate you guys are great i thought i come on here thinking oh i don't know i wonder if people will have any questions tonight <laughs> this is full of good questions this is great thank you i appreciate your your interest and that that the world we can see this is you are the world no this is the world and we have interest in meditation it may not seem like that you look around and nobody else is but here we come on here and we see Oh, there are other people who are interested, lots of people who are interested in these things. Well, one doesn't feel motivated to meditate. Meditate on that. Meditate on the disliking, the, the aversion, that sort of thing. 
because otherwise it can be discouraging. Oh, hi, Nick. I remember you. Thank you for driving. You drove us there, and then and then you disappeared, didn't you? What happened? Or no, I don't remember. No, no, you were, no, you were there. I thought you were coming the next day. That's what that's what it was. We had a course somewhere then at the monastery, and you didn't show up. But they charged for their courses. That was discouraging. Anyway, I don't mean to speak bad, but I've told them that if they want me to come back, it would have to be free. I think I told them that. I don't know if I'm going back. It was a, They were really nice people. It was a really nice place. So there was no no criticism except for that. That, And it's not really a criticism. It's just a... A di di disagreement, I guess, and uh, principle. Hmm. Healing everyone from the coronavirus, so they're empty. That doesn't that doesn't lead to the idea that they can be modified. They they change, but those changes are heavily controlled by conditions. So you're, the conditions are way beyond just performing miracles. There's lots and lots of... Because even if that were possible, even if our minds could influence everything, then everybody else's minds are also influencing everything. So to some sense, in some sense, it's true. It's 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 real that you could with your mind influence things but there's billions of people influencing everything all the time and it's not just of course the mind the mind is a very small player you know if you look at quantum physics there's this um, sense that there's a potential for the mind upon observation to change the experience right and so the quantum zeno effect is this idea that repeated observation has a real power to collapse the waveform to 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 create a um to influence the world and um so so if you want to really change the world you need to have focus and application but that's going you know it's just so diffuse because everything is influencing everything else that's why you need a controlled environment that's why schrodinger's cat was a thing How to let go of money? Well, become a monk, because otherwise I wouldn't let it go. I would say, you know, you, you kind of need it. Just try not to like it or dislike it and worry about it. I'll note those things. Is it normal to feel kind, a kind of... So is it normal is not a good question in my mind, because it's like asking for reassurance. What you're asking for me to say is like, Ignore it, basically. It's like, like, why? What benefit could come from an answer to the question, is it normal? It's a very common question. I'm not going to do away with it. People are going to keep asking it, but I don't think I can answer it. I don't think it's proper to answer it. It's not the right sort of question. So your, your real question is, what should I do about it is often a good question. Or um, is it a problem, I guess, is very close to what you're asking. And but the answer there it's a misleading it's a question that it's a trap because the answer is always going to be uh, nothing is a problem. Try and note it. So these I mean these sorts of questions 
um, or sort of just beginner questions, which is fine, which is perfectly fine. But um, you're going to start to change your questions to what should I do about it, and the answer is quite simple. If there's vibration or humming, you just say vibrating. The problem is we worry about certain experiences. We think of them as special, as abnormal, and there's no such thing. There's no, that's a value judgment. An experience is an experience. When it's vibrating, you know, feeling, feeling or something, or humming, if you hear it, say hearing. Where may I find your booklet? Right, I keep mentioning it. Um, I wonder if I have... I don't... Can I edit the description? Let's see if I can put it in the description. You have to tell me if this works. Um, where's the description? Okay, wait. No, that wasn't it. This one? No, that wasn't it. I don't have it. Okay, give me a second here. I apologize for this. I'm going to take a moment here. Quickly, hopefully. Okay. I should have done this in the beginning. Okay, it may be in the description to the video, but you may have to refresh the video to see that. And let me know if it's not. They say, hey, that it, your description is still empty or something like that. And I'll, I'll post it in the chat. But that description should now have all of our links. So lots of links, including the link to the booklet. How do you meditate while fasting? I wouldn't fast. Don't do it. Just eat less. Eat enough to, to be okay. If you're hungry, say to yourself, hungry, hungry. Oops. It skips like this. What is your view on mandatory vaccination? I wouldn't worry too much about it. It's physical. It's a good question because it could be, it could be, it's probably not, but it, you know, there's all these anti-vaxxers and everyone hates on them because, um, because, well, because vaccination seems to save lives, but um, it could very well be that there's problems with them. Doubtful? I think it's doubtful. I think there's a lot of scare mongering that go, fear mongering that goes on. Um, but, you know, it's not a 0% chance, so what would you do if there was, suppose there were like a narcotic, in, right, like a drug that, suppose they put ridiculous things, suppose they put marijuana or heroin, suppose they put heroin in the vaccination, which they don't, and this, don't spread this rumor, please, I don't know, I, I, you know, I can't believe that they would, but suppose, because that's from a Buddhist perspective, that's a problem. I think then you would have to not take it and, and suffer the consequences. But for the most part, I think any even any rumors or fear-mongering that goes around is what, just that it has aluminum in it or something, I don't know. I would say for the most part it's fear-mongering. You should just ignore it. Should you get vaccines? I mean, if they're mandatory, you probably should. Um, no, I haven't visited Chitterst. Would you discuss dependent origination? I'd rather send you for things like that to my videos. So go to my YouTube pay, YouTube channel 
and look up dependent origination, there should be at least a couple. Why do you tend to... I don't like answering questions about myself. Do I know this person or that person? Eh, not such. I'm not really interested in such questions. How do I become a monk? How do I become a monk? I think I'm going to put in the list of not answering questions. It's just not the kind of question I want to answer. I think it's misleading. People are all about becoming monks to start meditating. Becoming a monk is something that should be sort of a part of the path of meditation. Duality and non-duality. So... It's not a that's not a Theravada Buddhist um, doctrine. We don't talk about duality and non-duality. That's a Vedanta uh, idea. I mean, there are some things where you can say there's dualities, and some things you say there's not dualities, but it's just not a doctrine. Like like some some things that we think are two that are actually one, some things that we think are one are actually two, that sort of thing. Some things we think are one but are actually three. You know, lots of different kinds of things. Is it normal? Don't, don't, don't shy away from those sorts of quest, those sorts of thought questions. So if you lose interest in everything, try and note that. Try and be mindful of that. Is it a problem you could ask? But I'm still going to answer. There's no such thing as problems. You don't have to differentiate things. So if you feel depressed, say depressed. If you're uninterested, say bored or uninterested. How can a skeptical person like myself more effectively engage with Buddhism? Well, meditate on your skepticism, your doubt, your uncertainty your thinking, your logic, all of those things. I'm not saying that any of them are bad. That's not the point. The point is to look at them and understand them because that's what Buddhism is about, looking at things and understanding them. How are we all one and interact? Oh, none of that is a Buddhist philosophy. So you've, you've asked me a question like, have I stopped beating my wife? I think that is, I'm sorry, but that's a, I think that's a classic question in philosophy. You ask me a question, a loaded question, or I think that's the term. Just asking that question implies it's circular reasoning, it's begging the question, perhaps. You know, you've already included the conclusion in there. So, how are we all one? We are not all one. How are we interconnected with our higher self? There is no higher self. Those are just ideas. When I say pain, pain, focus on the place where there is pain. Unless you have pain in the whole body. How long do we note an experience? Note it for some time. There's no real, I can't say count, but you note it until you get a sense that your mind has let go of it or is no longer going out to it. If it hasn't gone away and your mind is no longer um, invested in it in any way, then just go back to the rising and falling. Because the point is your mind went to it. That's why you were aware of it. How should I stop falling asleep while meditating? Well, that can have to do with your circumstances in your life. Maybe you have too much mental activity, maybe too much physical activity. Those will help, you know, adjusting those. But I wouldn't be too concerned or disturbed by it. 
you fall asleep, it means you were means you were tired. So when you wake up, just start meditating again. How to enter deep meditation? Not really our tradition. I'm doing walking meditation. How to see everything arises and ceases? Um, we'll do walking and sitting. Take our take a meditation course if you're interested. We have an at-home meditation course you can sign up for. That will help you sort of advance in that. But uh, I mean, in a, from a basic, in a, on a basic level, you see everything arising and ceasing all the time. You know, like the the right foot moving, step being right. When the foot moves, that movement arises and ceases. You move the left, and then when you move the left foot, the right foot movement is no longer happening. That experience is gone, ceased. But you won't see that. You won't get that sense in the beginning. It takes a, a little while. And it would be good if you do a little bit of, uh, you know, do a, a meditation course to sort of uh, you know, push you, stimulate your your progress. Arahants, uh, very hard for someone to know someone else as an arahant. So something arises and goes away. When it goes away, it means, yeah, it's literally no longer there. Like you'll have pain, and when you note pain, pain sometimes, suddenly there's no more pain. Sometimes the pain gets worse, but whatever. Um, sometimes you hear something, and the sound is there, and you say hearing, hearing, and then there's no more sound, so it's gone away. Okay. Nick was sick that day. I have our answer. Are Arahants enlightened too? Yes. Did I just skip again? Wow. I see. So it's it's updating the chat. It's not up there. Okay. It's okay. Just keep skipping. Because I fall behind is the problem. You see, you're posting so much. That's good. How concerned do I need to be with washing my hands and making sure I don't spread the virus and I could have since I could have it for all I know. Well it's a very I think it's a very good thing to protect others from it. I know sickness isn't pleasant. I think it's proper. I think regardless of regardless of how important it is for your practice, uh, it's important as a duty, you know, to society and those are important, I think, in Buddhism. Even though they're not inherently important, you know how Keeping up your duties is important. It allows you to live in society, uh, be kind to others, have a good relationship with others, that sort of thing. It's important not to be uh, stressed about it. You know, you don't want to become OCD. I don't know if that's actually possible, but you don't want to get obsessive about washing your hands or germs or that sort of thing. You have to. I think, generally speaking, we should not be concerned about ourselves getting it. It's not our duty not to get it ourselves. Not exactly. It's our duty not to stress the system. So spread it to others, be a burden on society, which we become if potentially if we get sick, be a burden on others if we get sick. 
So that's our reasoning there. But as far as actually being sick and worried about the consequences, the suffering, the pain that comes to us, you have to be able to overcome that. That's important. Do you think there are correlations between Buddhism and Stoicism? I think very much, yes. I think of all of the ancient Roman, Greek, whatever philosophies that I studied, um, Stoicism seemed to be saying the closest things to Buddhism. Not exact, but there were some good correlations. If the name Buddha was lost forever, but his teaching was still practiced, would people still become enlightened? Absolutely. The Buddha said, Whether a Buddha arises or doesn't arise, the Dhamma remains. Your disregard for capitalism, incredibly inspiring, okay? To buy in. I don't entirely discard disregard capitalism. I mean, I'm kind of of the opinion that capitalism could work if people weren't greedy. Just like socialism could work if people weren't greedy. I think inherently, perhaps, socialism is, a, is, a, is theoretically a kinder system. Right? It's like enforced, to some extent, it's enforced kindness, or it could be in the right circumstances. So I think it's the sort of system that kind people might implement, whereas capitalism is not the sort of system that kind people might implement. But a person can live, I don't know, a, 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 community, a society could be capitalist and still run because everyone, if everyone were kind to each other, if everyone were friendly and... If everyone were free from greed, I think capitalism is sort of designed with greed in mind, I guess, is the problem. Overcome. I don't want to talk about myself, sorry. Are you agreeing with a minimal sum? I don't know what that is. How do I know if I'm doing it right? Don't worry about if you're doing it well. No, that's so to know if you're doing it right, focus on the experience of it. Don't focus on the results, which is a common mistake. Focus on the experience of it. How does it feel? What is the quality of mind when you do it? Are you seeing things more clearly? Are you more present? That's what you should be looking for. Are you more in touch with reality? Because the results of that have to be good. The results of being in touch with reality. Great, the description appeared. That's good. Why do I exist as a being? Hmm. Speculative. So newbie to meditation, it's a med so okay, you're interested in doing meditation, read my booklet, it's free. Sign up for an at-home meditation course at our site, our website, it's also free. And uh, there's your advice. So that's my advice to you. 
Come on, get going. It's all free. You don't even have to leave your home. You do need internet. That's something you have to pay for, unfortunately. Although if you have a phone, we could call, but I think unless you're in Canada, that's probably even more expensive. I have OCD. Expose myself to the things that upset me and meditate there. Uh, don't be too concerned with effects. Try and focus on the, the quality of mind. I can't guarantee that it's going to be quick, but I can generally guarantee that you're going to get results if you stop worrying about results. So don't worry about them. Don't worry about the effects. No. Try and focus more on the, 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 the experience. And accept that it may be a long road. It may take years. Months may not be a good time frame to judge. Is it safe for people on spiritual path to accept blood or plasma? Physical things generally are okay to accept. Unless they're intoxicating. Unless they affect the mind, you see, that's the problem. I'm new to Patikula Manasikara meditation. I mean, it's only an auxiliary meditation. I wouldn't focus on it as my main meditation, unless you're a monk living in the forest. I would focus more on Satipatthana. Is right speech a cause or symptom of progress through practice? Yeah, I would say so. Please don't call other people stupid. Or I'll put you on timeout. I apologize. I mean, I'm the only, I think I'm the only moderator on here now. Maybe eventually I'll figure out how to get more moderators, but it might be sometime. Just be patient if people post things that are unpleasant. Why are some humans in this reality blessed more than others? That's karma, my dude. I mean, it's just generally the chaos of the universe. Good people are not always in a good position, but often, often they are. Often there's some good qualities that brought them there and you can still see those even though they may become selfish or that sort of thing. More. Do we need community to be fundamentally fundamentally to be happy? People are, No, you need good community. Or a good community is helpful. If you don't have good community, stay alone because you'll be happy then, happier then. It's not ideal, but if there's no one who's a good community, then stay alone. It'll be better. Can I purposefully relive, I think you mean to say, relive certain situations to kind of deal with them? I wouldn't, because it's not that the situation is a problem, it's that your intention to relive it, your intention to bring it up to try and fix it is a problem. Don't do that. Be patient. Patience is a virtue. 
and deal with what does come up during meditation. It's uncomfortable due to being in darkness for so long. Well, look at the discomfort, the disliking, the aversion, that sort of thing. Should we meditate in our native language? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Meditate in your native language. We might have a... Um, I think we have a Portuguese translation of my booklet. So you can look on our website, and there are like 20 languages. I think one of them is Portuguese. We have Spanish anyway, but I think we have Portuguese as well. How do you reduce ill will? Loving ki kindness can help. There's kindness meditation, but vipassana, insight, mindfulness meditation will help. How can I stop running away from meditation? Meditate on the running away, the disliking. If there is a core of the Buddha's teaching, do we need different sects? What role does dedication to a doctrine play? Well, different sects come from different ideas, different interpretations, even different teachings. People say the Buddha said this, other people say the Buddha didn't say that, and that sort of thing. How can I better differentiate between original Buddhist doctrine and other ideas? Well, Buddhism doesn't talk about a higher self or the universe being one. I mean, stick. I would recommend sticking to Theravada doctrine. I think it's pretty orthodox, pretty cut and dried. Was there a first incarnation? Speculative. How to dissolve the ego? Meditation. The ego doesn't exist, so you dissolve your, your you, you abandon your sense that it exists. Are viruses sentient beings? I don't think so. Is it wrong to want to be a heroic contributor to world life? Wanting in general is problematic. I would just try to be present. That's the most heroic thing you can do. Karmic repercussions for a deranged killer who generally believes to his core that his actions are good. Yeah, pretty bad. They tend to be reborn because of the wrong views being the propeller. They tend to be reborn in um, remote corners of the universe. What is your opinion on near-death experiences? I think they're interesting. I mean, if people are interested in questioning rebirth, the idea of being reborn, being born again, uh, near-death experiences are interesting to study. How important is it to sync the mantra with the reality of worry, worry, worry? Isn't this... So you're not actually syncing it. It's, it's presented that way as being present, but it's actually not. It's the moment after. So when you experience something, what mindfulness is? Mindfulness should actually be translated not as mindfulness, but as remembrance or, re or, or reminding yourself. So it's the reminding yourself, it is what it is. So when you worry and you say to yourself, worried, worried, you're reminding yourself that that was just worry. 
if the worry is gone, you don't have to keep repeating it, but you say it right after you experience it. Isn't pain sometimes the body's way to tell us joints, muscles, etc. are being hurt? Yeah. Is forgiving abuse over and over a virtue? Is forgiving abuse over and over a virtue? Mm. So I think forgiving is a bit misleading. Forgiving in the sense of not... I guess it's forgive but don't forget. That's the point. I think that's a good Buddhist stance. So you should always forgive in the sense that you should never get angry or, or vindictive, vengeful. That's never helpful no matter what someone does to you. But you should certainly not forget what people have done or, or what they're like. You should be, oh, that's a reason to stay away from this person. You should avoid them. If a person is toxic and abusive, you should absolutely stay away from them. What do you think about Qigong? It's not Buddhist. Do you know anything about Zen? Yeah, it can be good. But yeah, it's a different tradition, generally speaking. Depends what, what group, what community. I don't think it's I don't think the practice is bad. I think some of the theories might be out of line with ours. Can pain be used as a tool to bring into meditation and accelerate equanimity? No, don't bring pain into your practice. Just note what pain is there. And put this person in a timeout. Is it possible for a lay person to become enlightened? Yes. Oops. Where to go? Oh. I skipped some. I think I skipped some things. Not sure what happened there. A disc, uh, impl uh, chaos of the universe. Oh, that's not a question. How can I enter the desire state? Well, try and note wanting, wanting. We're not about entering desired states. We're about letting go of desire. Is it possible to get possessed? Yeah, apparently. Find it easier to do the watching the breath meditation, not watching the stomach rising and falling. Well, a reason for that is because it's controllable. It's more conceptual, and so it's more calming. But we want the challenge. So is it okay? Yeah, it's okay. It's just, I would say it's inferior because the challenge is important. The rising and falling is chaotic. It's, you can't, it's uncontrollable. 
can be unpleasant when you try to control it. So it's very good for challenging your ego. How does one practice meditation on something such as selfishness rather than breath or metta, bhavana? So just note whatever arises if you're feeling, if you want. Selfishness is, is your concept of it, but you're, you're wanting something, your aversion to other people getting what you have, you should note those things. I'd recommend you try what I teach. I mean, that's why I teach it. So I'd recommend our booklet. I'd invite you, I guess, is a better thing to say. I don't want to uh, try and coerce you into it, but you're welcome to try our teaching, which is not just Vipassana. It's mindfulness-based Vipassana, which is a bit of a nitpick, but you don't practice Vipassana. You practice mindfulness, and it leads to Vipassana. It leads to seeing clearly. Best way to get over shame and guilt, try and note the shame and guilt. Yes, Vipassana is a resultant, not a technique. He's right. Ajahn Sona is right. That's good to hear. Although he might be using that as a means of discouraging our sort of practice. And anyway, there's lots of disagreements and differences of opinion. Um, but yes, we don't practice vipassana, we practice mindfulness. Vipassana is what we call it because the point... See, when you call something, when you give it a name, in this case there's two things you might be saying. One, what are you practicing? Two, what is it for? Let's put it simply. So we call something samatha meditation because that's the only result you can get from it. We call something vipassana meditation because it is actually capable of allowing you to see reality clearly. The difference is you're focusing on reality. So if you focus on reality, it's called vipassana bhavana because um, the result of developing it leads to seeing more clearly reality. The result of developing meditation on a concept cannot, cannot ever be vipassana. Does enlightenment have any association with intelligence? No, not really. Except insofar as intelligence generally is a, a mundane positive quality, so it's a good sign that the person has good qualities. It's not a, a you can't guarantee, but it's a sign that the person did something right. Right? Intelligent people can be terrible, awful people, but generally, you know, there's there's something good about. It's just like something good about being beautiful. If someone is physically beautiful, you can say, oh, they were probably fairly generous or they were kind. They were kind to others in a past life, that sort of thing. I mean, it's totally unrelated because those people could be vicious, awful people in the present life. But there's some basic connection to the past that it's like a seed. Please don't take any of that seriously. It's not serious. Ugly people, there can be ugly, wonderful people. Like physically, and by ugly it just means maybe deformed in the face, maybe their nose is crooked, or one eye is droopy, or that sort of thing, or whatever, you know. Maybe their teeth are crooked, uh, maybe there are pimples all over their face. You should never feel bad about that. You just have a sense that there's causes for this. Some of them are physical, some of them are mental, some of them are karmic, that sort of thing. 
So intelligence is, yeah, it's a good sign of something you did right in the past. It doesn't really, it's not really that useful or that beneficial. Just like obviously physical beauty can be a terrible thing. It certainly has no benefit. But it's a good sign of something mundane you did. Can be. Oh, Karl Marx really okay that's interesting see I, I would always pester the socialists at our university they stand around with these flyers and I tried to say to them that capitalism couldn't capitalism work if people weren't greedy so I'm I'm interested to hear that Karl Marx tried to say that capitalism does not work even if people are not greedy because they never said that to me you're the first person to say that and I'm interested in hearing that thank you I'm I'm open to that idea I can under, I can appreciate the potential for that to be true. I guess I'm a little bit skeptical that it might be true. It might not be true. Is it normal? Is it normal? Don't ask me if it's normal. Although I'm, in this case, I think, yeah, this is an okay one. Is it normal to have less and less questions to ask the guru after starting practice? Yes, that's normal. That's to be expected. Because what you're asking there is, is this is this happen when you you know after you meditate? Does this is this how do you become less inclined? What is the, is this a result of meditation? Yeah, it generally is. If family and work obligations unavoidable or contrary to the eightfold path, what do you recommend we do? I recommend you don't do them if they are again contrary to the eightfold path. How do you learn to forget the hate? Hmm. Well, you don't... Like your own hate? If you have hate inside, try and note it. In the present, don't worry about the past. Being mindful while confined in a house for long periods of time with one other person. Hmm. Well... I think rather than giving you thoughts about being might, well, the thoughts about it are that it's useful. It's quite beneficial. It's rather important when confined together with one person for long periods of time. Don't forget your hate. Stop trying to forget it. Start trying to understand it. Was the Buddha not a heroic contributor to world life? Hmm. Yes. Yes, they are. Who is the one that notes the experience that you want to let go of? That that con that idea is just an idea. Let go of that idea. Noting is just noting. Ayahuasca is not like 30 years of meditation. I'm putting you in a timeout, I think. Uh, that's kind of, I, guess, I suppose that's heavy-handed, but... No, that's too heavy-handed, isn't it? And unhide. Well, I can't unhide. Can traditional practices be beneficial, like Qigong martial arts? How would one practice walking meditation? I mean, you can do them all mindfully. If you're mindful, they will be better than if you're not mindful. Is reality one and undifferentiated? Yes. 
Hi, Elaine. Nice to see you. My video about death was not related to the passing of Ajahn Tong. I didn't I don't think I even thought about it at the time. It was about the death of the Buddha. And because that's where we were, we were in the place where the Buddha passed away. If that's the one you're talking about, the recent one. What is beautiful isn't beauty a concept? Yes. Concept? I don't know. It's a judgment. Yeah, it's a concept. It's not real. Although you could define it. You could say these certain structures are beautiful, for example. Geometric structures or whatever. If you give it an, an operative definition, I think you could find it in reality. And there's something to that because there's resonation, resonance, how it affects your brain. Does it bring peace to the brain? So you can say, well, that's beautiful, that sort of thing. It's all just worldly stuff, but is karma if karma gives you an opportunity to obtain more capital, is karma itself in this instant bad? As the more possessions you have, the more things you have to worry about. Well only if you worry about. You only suffer if you worry about them. If you want to obtain more capital, if you try to, then you got problems probably. possible to become unenlightened? No, it's not. Can focusing on the rising and falling of the belly bring about one-pointedness? Not perhaps in the sense that you're saying, but every moment that you focus on an object, there is one-pointedness. In fact, according to the Abhidhamma, one-pointedness is a quality of every single mind state. But that's, I guess, a bit pedantic or a bit, yeah, I don't know what that is. It's a bit theoretical. Um, so probably not the way you think. Instead, it, rather, it brings about um, a sort of one-pointedness on on experience. So you're able to see things. Your one-pointedness is the sense of things just being arising and ceasing. There's no judgment. There's no disturbance from that one-pointedness, even though the object changes. Because the point of reality is that it's momentary, so you couldn't have one-pointedness on something that's already gone. Your one-pointedness is a bit different. How can we overcome guilt? Try and meditate on the guilt rather than trying to overcome it. Try and see it clearly. You can read my booklet if you haven't yet. Do you think good or bad exist? I think they, in in some sense, yes, they do exist. But only in a in a sense of of the results, I guess. The quality of mind. Not just the results, also the, their quality in the mind. So if you observe them, you can see their quality. Is it, is it a good quality or a bad quality? Is it wrong to want to delay the death of my soul? Wanting is always wrong. At-home course lasts 14 weeks. Once you sign up for it's about 14 weeks. Once you sign up for a time slot, is it the same time every week? Yes. I didn't, um, yeah, I guess I didn't let that be known. When you click on a time slot, that becomes your slot and it's it doesn't go away. So um, it'll be there every week. It'll be there the whole week. That will be your slot unless you change it. So it's it's automatically flagging sexual comments, comments about sex, which I think are okay. 
because it's a part of life. We shouldn't shy away from them unless it's like crude and and kind of uh, you know unpleasant or you know not nice. Is masturbation better than going out there looking for women to have sex with? I don't know. It's hard to say whether one thing is better than another thing. Um, bad things are only momentarily. So the moment of craving, the moment of liking something is problematic and whatever gives you more liking. I mean, you could speculate and say, well, going out looking for women is a lot of work, so it's per perhaps worse. How does lust lead to suffering? Where are we? How does lust lead to suffering? So when you want things, the wanting itself is a bit stressful. It's an agitation. It's an exertion. But it can also feel pleasant, so you don't notice that. Um, but when you get what you want, you like it, you want it more. It reinforces the craving, the desire, the, the inclination to seek out. And whenever you can't get what you want, you suffer. It's quite simple. Can someone who has killed other beings in this lifetime gain enlightenment in it? Yes. Unless they killed the, unless they killed their mother or their father, they're not absolutely forbidden. They're not absolutely not forbidden. They're not absolutely uh, barred from becoming enlightened. Can you explain anatta? Hmm. After an hour, I stop wanting to answer such. I stop being able to answer such questions. I'm going to say those are two very different questions. Explaining anatta. Anatta is a characteristic of reality. It's something you see by seeing more clearly. It's not something theoretical or mental. Like It's not thought-based. It's just how you observe things. You won't even ever get a sense, oh, that's anatta. You just see things clearly and there'll be no thought that they are atta. Uh, as it relates, it doesn't have any relation to karma because karma isn't held. Karma is an action that you perform and actions, of course, have results. I guess um, swearing is probably a bad idea, but I'm going to allow it here. It's not a question, but that's not a bad comment. I'm sorry that you messed up your life. But I would say thinking that you've messed up your life is the biggest, your biggest mm, immediate obstacle. Try and try and acknowledge that to note that feeling of having messed up your life and learn to let go of it. The, the disliking, the, the anguish, all of, note all of that and let go of it. At what point should you take mindfulness off the meditation mat? Yeah, at the very, very first point should practice in your daily life as well. Where do our thoughts come from? Speculative, I think. When does walk when doing walking meditation, if a thought or object other than the walk arise, stop and notice it, yes. If it if it's just a stray thought, you can ignore it because walking meditation you kinda have to focus on the feet. So specific for walk to walking meditation, you can ignore some some stray thoughts. 
stray sounds, that sort of thing. But if your mind, you know, you have a sense that it is getting distracted, you can also stop at every every experience, but you don't have to. I would say generally ignore the stray stuff. Just bring your mind back to the experience. Have you studied sutras? I don't really want to. Should you study them? I don't think so, no. I wouldn't. I think they're generally not that helpful. Generally. Of course, there's specifics ones that might be, but I would generally avoid them. meditate I get disturbed by my body teeth how do I stop focusing on the foulness of the body don't don't stop focusing on it just note when you do if you dislike it say disliking if you feel aversion or revulsion note those feelings feeling feeling or repulsed repulsed disgusted that sort of thing just try and see it clearly that's meditation reading a book called the Tibetan Book of the Dead I wouldn't take it too seriously but it seems to have some interesting ideas in it. Useless to ask the question of who is making a note of a certain experience. It's not a crucial question. You should let go of that question. If you want to know the answer, say wanting, wanting. <laughs> this is the... This is perhaps your koan, learning to let go of the thought, let go of the question. Is belief in reincarnation karma something you need to have? It's helpful. You know, not belief per se, but appreciation of it. If you're skeptical regarding it, just note the skepticism. You don't have to force yourself to believe it. It just happens to be true, so if you're if you believe something else, you're going to be in a big for a big surprise when you die. That's all. I wouldn't stress too much about it. Is all separateness an illusion? Nope. Are you in touch with pra offer? Uh, no, not really. How should you approach anxiety? I've done videos on anxiety specifically. I think it's important to. To, to learn what I said in those videos. I think I have to stress specifically. Basically what I say in the videos, though I would recommend watching them, is that there's a difference between the physical and the mental. So the physical is not anxiety. You should note it separate from the anxiety. When you say anxious, anxious, also note the feelings, but note them differently because they are separate. The, the, any physical feelings of anxiety. Becoming a monk is the best way to go for me. Maybe. But if you haven't done a lot of meditation, I would still say you're you're not gonna do very well as a monk. Although that's maybe not fair. Becoming a monk is sometimes a great way to get into meditation, but it's just so challenging, it's so intensive. You should spend at least some years. It's easier if you spend some time meditating first. It's also very difficult nowadays to, to become a monk or to find a place to ordain that's beneficial and so on. Hmm. 
how can I remember past lives? There actually is a practice you can do. Read the Visuddhimagga, it talks about it. Why is it wrong to want to be like them, to want to be heroic contributors to world life? You're twisting words. So the Buddha was a heroic contributor of life by being very mindful and be being very present and by engaging with people in that way. So if that's what you mean by being a heroic contributor to world life, then by all means that's what you should do. But that's what I already said, being mindful is the most heroic thing you can do. Do you think it's unethical to enjoy MMA sports? Probably. Very unpleasant. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess they're not. People find them pleasant, but MMA is what? Mixed martial arts, I think, right? I don't get it. It's like that movie, that, uh, that Fight Club. It's this base and carnal des desire. I don't get it. I mean, I think um, we're like the Buddha taught this story of a leper, a leper that got that then enjoyed burning his fingers because they were itchy, I guess, and so they would burn their their limb there, and that was their pleasure. It's like that kind of thing. We're so messed up that we find pleasure in these things. Maybe that's unfair to say, but I think it's pretty base. It's not a very refined uh, um, pastime. And people would probably, I, think, I guess people find it spiritual or something, but mm, there are better ways to be spiritual. It's like Muay Thai. Muay Thai, but you know, people say like with Muay Thai um, can be very spiritual as well. Um, I, I think all of it except for the part where they actually fight with each other I might agree that it gets kids off the street it gets kids you know, sort of mindful it can be a means, a skillful means but when you get into actually kicking each other and hurting each other I think that's where it gets that's where it loses me Would you consider it accurate to indicate that greed does not only pertain to the physical but ideas as well? Yeah, sure what to do when wanting to give up meditation? Note that wanting or the disliking or something. Separateness, separateness not being an illusion. You know, things are separate. Basic of capitalism. I don't know if I want to get into this, but... Yeah. No, basic of capitalism is capital, I think. I think we've just, it's become overcoming others. Basis of capitalism is the uh, structuring things and talking about things based on capital, which isn't, I think, necessarily wrong. In, in, in some form, I think. So, still not convinced. Feel a tremendous and distracting back pain. You can move, just say wanting to move and then moving. But also try and note it. I may never get to meet you in real life, but I don't know, that's not a question. Can mindfulness cure coronavirus? Maybe. Maybe it can help. Probably not. 
How can separateness exist if reality is one and undifferentiated? Again, this is mincing words. Reality is one and undifferentiated, meaning that there is only one reality. There are not two. Your reality is not different from my reality. It's, it's the same. You know, it has the same characteristics. Doesn't mean that separateness. It's it's a different thing to say separateness doesn't exist. It just means that reality is, is is um, constant. Reality is always the way it is. It's only the way it is. It's never some other way. That's what I mean by reality out of being one and undifferentiated. You perhaps mean something different. Uh, the path of becoming a monk. I did talk about my path to becoming a monk. I did a video that people seem to appreciate, so you can look up that. How do you deal with itching while meditating? Not itching, itching. If you want to scratch, say wanting, wanting, and moving, and rubbing is a good sort of middle ground. Just say rubbing, rubbing. Is finding enjoyment in your craft attachment? Yeah, probably. I mean, most likely, most definitely. Advantage of eating in the morning as opposed to eating in the afternoon. Well, you're actually going to use the, the energy. You're not just going to sleep on the food. Beneficial places to ordain. Well, there are lots of places you could ordain. Some of them, they maybe aren't keeping the monk's rules very strictly or at all. Some of them might not be meditating, that sort of thing. Can physical pain while meditating persist? Anything can happen, sure. Could happen. Do you believe in a higher consciousness? People or sentient beings can connect to or are part of? No. How can I truly accept a negative emotion? Don't accept it. Just see it clearly. Once you see it clearly, you'll let go of it. Acceptance is not what we're after. We're after understanding. Understanding will free you from toxicity. Did you say that? No, paradox will free you from negative emotions. If we're born as non-Buddhists, we lose our opportunity to develop. No. A lot of talk about authenticity of the Surangama Sutta. It's not Theravada, but do you know if the Sutta is authentic? If it's not Theravada, I wouldn't pay too much attention to it. Do you think it would be accurate to say that violence is one of a direct cause of re greed? Yeah. What are the jhanas? Mm, too much. I'm not going to go into it. Good question, but it takes too long. Is reality separate from perception? Yes, to some extent. I mean, to some extent not. It's just that our perception clouds the reality. So we try to create a clear perception, a perception that's of, of things as they are. That's a work you can do. Is meditation supposed to make you feel mute or devoid of emotions? No. It's supposed to make you feel present, clear, uh, free. 
I'm almost caught up, so I'm going to end it soon, actually. I'll give a... I'll put a time limit on it. I'll, well, let's say till another 11 minutes. So that's a lot of time. If the questions keep coming, I'll go till 9.30 p.m. my time, which is another 11 minutes. If they stop, I'll stop. So, okay, the guy next door will exploit his employees. Well, that's because he's greedy. So the point is, that's my point, is that the only way for it to work is for people to not be greedy. And that really is something that I think I haven't heard so much from socialists. Trying, how do we make people less greedy? Because it seems just enforcing charity, enforcing you know generosity, kindness, enforcing the sort of things that we want to see in people. But you can't enforce that. And that's why socialism, communism becomes very corrupt. Just like capitalism. Not just like, but, but also as does capitalism. Like, I, I pointed this out. I had a professor many, many years ago, before I was a monk. He, um, he, was, he was going on about how communism is better than capitalism. And I said, well, couldn't you have a king who was benevolent, right? And 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 a society that was run by a king that just run ran very very well. And so I'm not I'm not sure that you could. But the point is that if everyone is good, even a kingdom could be, you know, a authoritarian kingdom could be a good place to live. As I said, it may I, I'm open to the idea that there are certain systems that good people are more inclined to create. And capitalism, I, I, I imagine, is probably not one of them. One that good people would create. But I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I guess I'm not entirely sure of that because it's very simple. In, if in some form, it could be very simple where you just trade stuff. Trade your capital. And there's more to say on that, but it's getting late. When we're not to receive the blessing of parents, how is one to enter monastic practice? Well, you can enter monastic practice without becoming a monk. Can brahmacharya help with memory, like many Hindu monks claim? Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, I think so. How are you supposed to analyze the pain? Don't analyze it, just try and see it clearly as pain. I'm not giving chance to give advice to you. I'm not giving chance. Well, just be mindful, say hearing, hearing. If understanding removes negative emotions, what if you can't let go? Well, that's the point, is that understanding lets, leads to letting go. What is your opinion on the state of the world at this moment in time? I don't really have much opinion.
We can't force people to want to be charitable, but we can make a society where it is otherwise undesirable to not be. We can. But I, I mean, I, I think it requires so much more, and there's so much more of a direct impact we could have if our focus were just on. So my point is, rather than focusing on capitalism, communism, socialism, focus on goodness. Because if you focus on goodness, not only could you live in a capital, could you create a capitalist society that was more kind and more fair, more pleasant, but also you would start to create systems that were more kind and pleasant and fair and all that. Then you wouldn't have to ask capitalism, communism. You just have to change the structures so they aligned more with your beliefs, with your mindset. What do you think about sacrificing our grandfather and grandmother for the sake of the economy? I don't know if I should if I should warrant that with a response. It sounds awful. I don't think you should sacrifice anyone. I don't think you have a right to sacrifice anyone. But I think what you're saying is uh, you know, stop self-isolating and let the old people all die, that sort of thing. Well, everyone's going to die, so that's not a real concern. But uh, people don't want to die, and if you're doing things that are likely to cause more, more cause them to die sooner, that's a pretty wicked and terrible thing to do, wouldn't you say? Yeah, so the point of, is for every, for people to stop being greedy. You know, you, it's not going to come all at once. But um, rather than trying to say social uh, capitalism is bad and then take all these greedy people to be socialists, that won't work. Maybe it would work a little better, but it's not the answer, and it's not the way to become a more socialist society. The way is to become better people, kinder people, more thoughtful and self-sacrificing. There's no questioner and no one to note anything. Yeah, those are all just ideas. How do I free myself of OCD and negative thoughts about someone that has left possibly betrayed me and I'm hurt and blame myself. So I would say again, meditation. Read my booklet. Take an online meditation. Take an at-home meditation course. Alright, the chat is devolving into a political discussion, an economic system discussion. So I think that's a sign that I should go. Well, the point is billionaires should be giving their money away. They should be kinder, more generous people, and they should stop trying to rig the system. You know, billionaires are all greedy is the problem. And people are all greedy. You can't just blame billionaires. We, we, we hate on them. But if, if the average person became a billionaire, they would act very much the same or perhaps even worse. It's just that they don't have the... the so, so making it about class is actually misleading. Hating on the billionaires, it's kind of ridiculous. There's so many greedy poor people, greedy middle class people, everyone's full of greed. You know? So don't blame the billionaires. That's why they get resentful, because they're like, you're all just as greedy as I am. <laughs> I just got lucky. That's just, um, if we had less greed as a society, 
we would recognize that this is not equitable and this is not fair, it's not right, and so we change society. Regardless of what could be, the only way forward is, is more wholesomeness of mind. It affects everyone and everything. You want more people to talk about more socially equitable and fair and kind societies? You need to influence people's state of mind. Well, you talk about changing economic systems, but what are the who are the people talking about them? Are you a perfect person who has the perfect idea? Because that's misleading. We say, I know what's right. You might very well be wrong. Imperfect. We're very good at thinking we know what's right. But if your mind isn't pure, I'm skeptical. You can be very much misguided. That's why the focus on economic systems, it's misguided. When people focus on those, it's a sign that they don't really have a sense of what's important. I think um, economic systems will change as people become better people. So I, I think you're right in a sense that they'll have to go hand in hand, but they just will, and the one will have to precede the other. The goodness will have to precede the change. Otherwise, A, people won't change, B, they'll change in the wrong way, C, they'll just revert and pervert whatever is changed. All right, there's more questions, but I'm giving up. Thank you all. Very good session. 90% could, perhaps even more. Like, like just in the sense of good questions, thoughtful, appreciation. Thank you all for expressing your appreciation. It's always encouraging to get that kind of feedback and think, okay, people are, people are benefiting from this, find it helpful, that sort of thing. Don't be discouraged if I didn't answer your question yet, these later questions, um, because I'll try to do this again soon. Saturday, I think. I think Saturday, but don't hold me to that. Uh, same time. Apologies if people aren't able to meet and get this live. I know for some parts of the world it's just ridiculously un inconvenient to come at this time of day. But, well, for now it's the best I can do. <laughs>